A basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, how can you ever find out what he could really do? I don't want this to be the high point of his life. I've seen him, the real sad ones. They sit around the rest of their lives talking about the glory days when they were 17 years old. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. The Keeping the Nostalgia Live show is sponsored by The Dunk Collection. The Dunk Collection connects sports-minded individuals to basketball-inspired home products meticulously designed to help combat life's most mundane chores. Dirty clothes on the floor? Put a dirty dunk on the door. The Dirty Dunk is the original over-the-door basketball hoop laundry hamper designed to make laundry a slam dunk. Do you have a messy office? Try a document dunk. The original trash can basketball stand designed for those who compete in the corporate arena. You're just one shot away from turning your cubicle into the corner office you deserve. Bath time blues? Make bath time fun with the Scrub-A-Dunk, the original basketball hoop for baby ballers. Attach to the tub and Scrub-A-Dub-Dub. The Dunk Collection, making boring chores a slam dunk. Welcome to Keeping the Nostalgia Alive, the Indiana Basketball Memory Show. I am your host, Billy Powell. Uh, if you're listening to us, hopefully you're listening to us on our website, keepingthenostalgialive.podbean.com. Uh, we have over 150 interviews of Indiana high school, high school basketball legends and coaches uh, on our site. Uh, head on over there, download them at your uh, leisure, listen to them at your leisure, and enjoy. Once again, that's keepingthenostalgialive.podbean.com. Well, without further ado, our guest today was inducted into the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame in 1993 and has had an incredible life journey, and that is Coach Jim Powers. Coach Powers, thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule and to help keep the nostalgia alive and talk about your great life and the great game of basketball. Uh, thank you very much and very happy to be here. Uh, Coach, when, uh, what was the... When were you first introduced to the game of basketball, and and was that your favorite sport starting out? I guess it always has been. Uh, I guess my uh, first introduction would be uh, uh, St. Joseph uh, uh, Catholic grade school. Uh, I was about in the uh, sixth grade, I believe, and... uh, had a um, uh, wonderful uh, basketball coach that was uh, actually a, uh, a student at uh, at Notre Dame, uh, and um, uh, had a, an assistant uh, pastor uh, at uh, St. Joe that uh, uh, really got me going with uh, with basketball and with athletics. So uh, um, it, it's it's been uh, I guess. Uh, from from a very very young age, I uh, I really got interested in 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 basketball. Uh, did you play any baseball at all? Were you interested in baseball? Oh yeah, John Wooden was my uh, high school baseball coach at South Bend Central. Now 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 bringing that up about Coach Wooden being your baseball coach, uh, what kind of what kind of basketball program or, or what was South Bend Central like before you got into high school there? Well, of course, um, uh, South Bend Central uh, was a very unique situation, uh, uh, Billy. The uh, uh, school, of course, was a uh, downtown uh, uh, location. Uh, it was right in the center of town. Um, obviously, uh, parking was very limited. Uh, 
getting people uh, uh, to the uh, school was very, very uh, uh, difficult at, at best. And um, being a uh, town uh, uh, school, uh, obviously it was not uh, possible to really have any uh, athletic events uh, at the school as such. So uh, when I was a... Uh, uh, I guess a uh, high school player, uh, the only sport that we had at Central High School was wrestling. And uh, everything else, uh, we uh, participated uh, uh, in uh, using other facilities. Uh, basketball is, is uh, certainly the one in particular that uh, uh, we did not have a uh, gymnasium. And uh, uh, we had one, of course, but... Uh, uh, did not could not play a, a basketball game. Uh, we couldn't have uh, uh, bleachers or anything in the in the gym. So uh, the big thing was that um, um, we practiced at seven o'clock in the morning at the YMCA, which was about probably uh, two or three blocks away from uh, from Central High School. So we practiced in the morning from 7 till 9 and uh, had an half, half an hour to, uh, to shower and uh, uh, get back to school and uh, school for, uh, for us we were excused from, from homeroom and first hour and so we had to be back at, at 9.35 so uh, it was a very very unusual situation obviously we did not play any uh, home games uh, uh, before me, uh, let's say my brother played in 1939, and he played his home games at the YMCA. Oh, wow. So um, uh, it was a very, very unusual situation. Uh, the same thing was true, of course, when, uh, when I took over as basketball coach at uh, Central High School in 1959. Uh, well, and actually, I actually started... Uh, coaching in 1950 I uh, I assisted Elmer McCall and uh, we, we practiced at the, at the YMCA at, at uh, 7 o'clock in the morning and played our uh, home games at, uh, at John Adams uh, uh, High School so it, it was a very unusual uh, situation uh, I don't think very many many uh, schools uh, uh, did that uh, as such, it certainly didn't uh, didn't do all of the uh, uh, sports. Uh, for example, we played uh, football at School Field, which was probably uh, oh at least a a mile or two away. Uh, and every sport we played baseball at Leaper Park. We played tennis at Leaper Park. So uh, uh, anyway, it was a uh, very very unique situation that that Wooden uh, uh, came into. Of course, he started in. Uh, 1934 and continued on for uh, uh, I guess a, a total of nine years he 1943 so uh, uh, he was in a very unusual situation were you a student of the game at a young age like just before you went into South Bend Central were you aware of what was going on in Indiana high school basketball and and can you tell us a little bit about that oh I certainly uh, uh, I guess I would, wouldn't uh, say that I was a you know a, an expert of any any kind, but uh, uh, naturally, uh, uh, especially since uh, 
Wood, Wooden came there. I think he really ignited the uh, the basketball fever in in every everyone in in South Bend, and uh, uh, we were certainly aware of of uh, uh, certainly the early days. Uh, uh, you know, I I think that that you know as long as as well as everybody else that uh, Indiana was known as the uh, uh, the, the the bedrock bedrock of of uh of basketball i think uh uh it's starting uh out in uh probably the nineteen thirteen i guess was the first one with uh crawfordsville uh but you know i was certainly aware of of the history and the and and the so so uh such uh as as far as uh uh it being a an an historic uh thing it was it was always in my mind. Uh, I I just uh, loved basketball from the very beginning and uh, and continued all all my life. Uh, can you tell us about your first um, encounter, our first meeting of Coach Wooden, and was was there a perception going in before you met him, and and what was the reality of meeting him? What kind of guy was he? Oh, I don't know. I uh, he, he just. Uh, seemed to be a, a regular guy, you know. I uh, certainly was aware that he was a uh, an All American at uh, at Purdue, and and certainly was uh, aware of his uh, uh, accolades uh, at uh, uh, Martinsville High School and so forth. But uh, uh, the the big thing about about Wooden is is he's just a uh, little old uh, uh, country boy and. Uh, he was just as as nice as he could be. Uh, he was um, uh, certainly, a, you know, how he uh, certainly uh, was well known uh, throughout his life as being uh, uh, famous for the three three things: uh, family, faith, and and friends. Uh, uh, he was a big family man, and uh, uh, so he was so uh, in love with and, and, and proud of his uh, wife Nellie, and uh, uh, his his whole family. There there wasn't much uh, going in the early early days, but uh, um, all I remember was that that uh, Wooden would, uh, for example, uh, uh, he always had a, a family party uh, after the season. Uh, he had a home. Uh, uh, in the northwest uh, part of uh, South Bend, and uh, uh, his wife would, you know, when, when I was uh, certainly uh, uh, playing, uh, was just like like my mom. Uh, she was uh, so interested and and uh, knew all the, all the kids. And uh, Wooden was just a, a very very uh, receptive person as far as uh, accepting the uh, the the people that. Uh, he played with was interested in their uh, families and in their schoolwork, and uh, he was just a uh, a great normal guy to uh, to work from from the very beginning. What was Coach Powers like when he uh, began his high school career at South Bend Central? I mean, I mean, were, were you lanky? Were you skinny? Were, uh, had you got into your growth spurt yet? <laughs> uh, of course, in high school, I was uh, I was listed as a forward. At uh, I was about five eleven, uh, probably weighed one hundred and fifty fifty five pounds, um, and really I was I was a forward. Uh, we didn't have big big kids. Uh, I had a center uh, 
by the name of Parson Howell, uh, uh, that was probably, I suppose, six, two or three. Uh, my other forward uh, was a, a young guy by the name of uh, Bill Jagodinsky. He eventually changed his name to Bill Jag. Uh, <laughs> he and I were both both about uh, five five eleven, and and uh, uh, centers was about six two, and forwards were probably uh, uh, five eleven, six feet tall. So uh, we we did not have a uh, uh, a tall team. Uh, uh, anything like what what they've got today did you always feel while you were at south bend central because coach wooden was the head coach there and he'd had so much success in the state of indiana at purdue and of course in high school that that you kind of your team kind of had a a a bullseye on its back with uh, teams wanting to beat you that played you yeah it it wasn't that way at the beginning but but certainly as the years uh uh went by i think he probably uh uh, took over as head coach. I'm not sure about the uh, the year, but uh, uh, when he first came there in '34, I think he was the, the assistant coach for a year or two. And I think that uh, uh, about '37 or there, thereabouts was when he took took over. And uh, uh, basketball became extremely important for uh, everyone in in the town. And uh, uh, <clears throat> The big thing that uh, that I remember, uh, uh, you know, Wooden was was famous for a lot of things, but uh, he's got that uh, little card about uh, 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 don't alibi, don't uh, make excuses, uh, don't complain. Uh, here he was uh, uh, trying to uh, get a, a basketball team formed, and uh, you can imagine. Uh, uh, having to pr- practice or play, you know, three blocks away at seven o'clock in the morning, you know, how he got a team organized and, uh, uh, you know, ordinarily you'd, you'd probably have tryouts for a, for a team and probably take a, a, a month before the season started to, to, to get people organized and get down to your call play people. I, I don't know how he ended up with, uh, with 12 players somehow or other he had some kind of tryouts i guess during the season and then uh, but but eventually uh you know you ended up that that you were practicing at uh seven o'clock in the morning for two hours uh there was no uh going beyond that point at at nine o'clock boy he blew that whistle and you had to get out of there and get down there and get you know your shower and get back to school because you know it started and and the one thing was that that uh, there was no excuses for anything you had to be there uh, at school in that uh, 935 for your second hour class and there was no excuses I mean he was a strict disciplinarian uh, he was very uh, um, likable and so forth but boy you you had certain rules and regulations that you knew you had to abide by and boy he stuck with them and then of course he started uh, teaching the fast break basketball and and boy away we went so that was more or less my feeling in the uh, in the early days you know coach you were the captain and the leading scorer for your team your senior year um, was it was it during high school or or maybe while you were uh, in um, uh, service or when was it that you thought to yourself you know I, I may like to go down this road uh, of coaching 
Oh, I guess uh, you know the certainly the years, and, and remember now that that uh, uh, I'm one of the very very few, maybe maybe the only one left now that uh, uh, I had him both in high school and in college. See, I had him uh, after the after the war, <clears throat> after I came back from service. <clears throat> Uh, wouldn't uh, more or less called me and told me he was going to Indiana State, and so we had a uh, uh, oh I'd say at least a half a dozen to ten people that that followed him uh, from South Bend to uh, to Indiana State, and uh, so I had him for two years in high school and two years in in college. Uh, so uh, you spend four four years. Uh, with with him and uh, uh, he set sets set such a uh, an example of you know he he was just my idol from the very beginning my hero and everything else so I wanted to uh, I wanted to get into coaching uh, uh, certainly if if not in high school uh, certainly when I spent a couple years with him in in college uh, I knew what I what I wanted to do later on in my life. We, does it still sting? I know it's. I know it's been a long time ago. There's. There's. You know. There, there's things that have happened to me that that still sting from a long time ago, but a little bit farther. A little bit farther back for you. But does it still sting getting upset by Elkhart in the regional? And do you think you guys should have won the state championship year your senior year? Oh, I don't know for sure, but uh, yeah, it. Uh, uh, I don't know if it stings or not, but I sure remember it. Uh, uh, we were uh, uh, playing at at, uh, at John Adams uh, in the regional, and uh, I think we were probably, uh, uh, I, I suppose, favored. Um, we were uh, ranked um, uh, number one, uh, pretty high. I, I can't remember for sure, but uh, at any rate. Uh, um, it was it was cert- certainly uh, through the years beginning to uh, get to everybody's uh, uh, idea that uh, South Bend Central and, and John Wooden were uh, were a pretty good uh, outfit. So um, we played them in the regional, and uh, I have a, uh, a player in mind. I'm I'm searching now to try to think of. Uh, uh, what his name was, but uh, uh, he he did not actually play uh, uh, in the uh, first half of the game. Came in in the second half, and uh, uh, he just absolutely made everything. Uh, uh, his name was Tom Saunders. I just I just thought of it, uh, um, and he was a a really a, a good friend of mine. He was the athletic director at uh, South Bend Clay. Uh, uh, later on, but uh, um, he absolutely uh, he made uh, eight baskets and a throw scored seventeen points in the second half. And he, it, it, as it, my recollection was, he was just throwing them from everywhere, and they went in and they beat us forty-seven, forty-three, and uh, uh, they were coached by John Longfellow, of course. Uh, uh, eventually, uh, my coach at, at Indiana State when when we won the uh, national championship uh, there with him uh, when he took uh, Wooden's place. But uh, they were well coached, and uh, and they certainly had a good team. And, and I don't know whether whether I feel like we were you know uh, headed for the state championship, but uh, 
certainly, it, it was an upset when uh, when Elkhart beat us in uh, in the regional in 1943, and a very good team, uh, uh, Fort Wayne Central, uh, uh, with again another uh, friend of mine that I uh, knew pretty well, uh, Charlie Stansky was the uh, was the big one there that they won the championship, and uh, with Murray Mendenhall that was the uh, coach of that team. And uh, they were very, very good. So whether or not we would have ever won the state championship, I don't know. But but we had a very good team, and uh, we, we were beaten by a very good team. Did he have any differences between uh, uh, baseball and basketball and coaching style? Oh, no. He was he was the same uh, in everything, uh, Billy. He, uh, uh, I, I can't tell you uh, exactly, but uh, uh, certainly he is the most, Scholarly, he is the most educated. He is the the sharpest uh, coach of any kind. I mean, he was just uh, he was one of those guys that that uh, you you couldn't put anything by him. He was like I told you at the beginning. He was uh, wonderful with uh, people. He had a a wonderful personality, but at the same time, you you knew very well that that. Uh, you weren't going to put anything by him. I mean, he knew everything, uh, uh, or he did everything the way it was supposed to be done. Uh, he was a tremendous teacher uh, uh, in anything that he did. Certainly, uh, uh, he always felt like he was a teacher of basketball, not a coach of basketball. And uh, he was just uh, absolutely uh, terrific to work for. And uh, so it's it just a, a a thing that I will treasure my my whole life was was the uh, uh, years that I spent with him uh, uh, as a player and of course uh, as I probably will t- tell you someplace along the line that he was my friend for for seventy years till the till the till the day he died and uh, so I was really fortunate. Uh, to be one of his, and I'm as proud as I could be, and and uh, uh, it was just a wonderful experience. So, so after high school, did you immediately go into the service, or, or was your kind of was your life kind of out of you? You didn't know what you were going to do, or how did that work out? I was a uh, senior in 1943. Uh, I graduated in June. I was 18 years of age in March. I, I was, my birthday is uh, March 16, 1925. So in uh, 1943, <clears throat> I was 18 years of age in March, and uh, I had to, uh, uh, I guess, sign up. Uh, uh, you, you were, you know, at that time, that was wartime. And so uh, uh, they gave me a, a, a deferment until uh, I graduated in June, and so I left in in July for for the Air Force. And and how long were you in the Air Force? Two and a half years. uh, Yeah, go ahead. uh, During that time period, you know, you're at such a young age and and, and I mean, what was that like, or what, what what was your thought process going through during during you know the the leading up to the end of World War II, and and uh, what were you kind of chomping at the bit on what you wanted to do, or were you happy with what you were doing by serving the country? 
Oh, I guess uh, you're talking about something that happened 74 <laughs> years ago. Uh, but uh, I guess to the best of my recollection, uh, you know, I, I, I was just living day-to-day, moment-to-moment. I went into service um, in the Army Air Force uh, in July. I uh, Somehow or other, I must have uh, uh, let them know that I wanted to do something uh, uh, with the radio, so I ended up, uh, I I was going to be a radio operator on a... uh, uh, B-24 bombers, so I I just uh, went through all the training sessions. Uh, uh, I would just live uh, more or less uh, month to month uh, trying to decide uh, uh, where I was going to go for the next training session. I'll just give you an idea that uh, I started at uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. I think uh, that may have been uh, just general... Uh, uh, instruction. Um, I went to Yuma, Arizona. Uh, I think for gunnery school. I went to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, for radio school, and I went to Casper, Wyoming, for uh, more or less uh, overseas training, where I met the whole crew and so forth. So uh, I, I spent about you know three months at each one of these places and. Uh, I wasn't looking any any, any further than, than those things. I was just trying to get through the uh, service, and, you know, I knew I wanted to eventually go back and go to college and so forth. But uh, uh, as far as really anticipating anything else, uh, uh, I eventually uh, uh, flew 45 missions uh, out of a place called Manduria, Italy. Um um i um i guess i uh, volunteered volunteered at the end of the war i i did uh, make bombing missions uh, uh up until the the uh, final final declaration of uh, of surrender uh, there in uh, in the european thing uh, in um i think it was i don't know september october of 45 if i remember right uh uh, but uh, I volunteered uh, to fly on B-29s, and so they sent me uh, home early. So uh, by the time I got home, that's when the war ended, and so uh, I just went from uh, uh, discharge in, I think it was October of 45, and uh, had an opportunity to enroll at uh, Indiana University uh, uh, in October. I, I guess it was of 45. And I actually uh, played on their uh, basketball team for a few months before I uh, uh, got ill and uh, uh, had to drop out of out of school. And that's when I, uh, of course, got the uh, message that Wooden was going to Indiana State, and so I ended up uh, not going back to IU, and I uh, I enrolled at uh, at Indiana State. Well, I'm I, I'm a graduate of Indiana State from 1990 with a history degree, and I just number one, thank you for your service, but number two, I really you know I, I love I love history and I love hearing about it, and and that's that that's pretty awesome. But Coach Wooden must have been a great coach, and also for him to be able to get you to come to beautiful Terre Haute. Yeah, <laughs> <Smelly> Terre Haute. <laughs> 
<laughs> depends on depends on what side of the place you have your windows open if they're making those railroad ties. But but tell us about your time at yeah. Indiana. Tell us about your time at Indiana State. And were you disappointed when Coach Wooden left? Or uh, tell us about your time oh, while you were at Indiana State. Of course. Uh, <clears throat> well, first of all, uh, I guess this would be uh, 1946 to 1950. Um, I guess the uh, the big thing was that um, uh, we had a lot of uh, South Bend people that uh, that decided to follow him. Not not only me, but my goodness, uh, uh, I don't know if I can remember remember all of the names or not, dear. But uh, uh, Lenny Rizeski, uh, uh was was one. And uh, Lenny ended up uh, being a four-year starter at uh, at Indiana State. Uh, he made All-American. Uh, he was uh, our team leader. He was certainly a team leader for uh, for Wooden. Uh, uh, he had he had uh, been a substitute uh, in 1941 at South Bend Central. Uh, he was more or less a sixth man, and he was a, a little little guy. And by the time he served uh, about two or three years in, in the service, and when he came back to Indiana State, he was about 6'2", and uh, he was a great, great basketball player for uh, Wooden, and, of course, is, is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, we had uh, Dwayne Clay was was another one. Uh, uh, Dwayne Clay was, was perhaps the... The, the the best or the greatest basketball player to ever come out of uh, Indiana State until Larry, Larry Bird happened to show up there. But uh, uh, I don't know when when you were there, but Dwayne also ended up coaching in, at Indiana State for a few years. So uh, uh, the experience was was wonderful. Um, um, we played a lot of uh, wonderful games. Uh, uh, I remember one game where we went to uh, <clears throat> Madison Square Garden and played St. John. Um, and um, I think, if I'm not, uh, I believe that uh, it might have been Frank McGuire was uh, was the coach at St. John at the, at the time. But uh, uh, at playing at, at Madison Square Garden was was really something. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think we beat uh, St. John at uh, Madison Square Garden. Um, we had uh, uh, another outstanding uh, basketball player by the name of Dan Dimmich that uh, uh, I've been trying to to get into the uh, into the Hall of Fame. Uh, he's very very deserving. He was a four-year starter for uh, for Wooden and Longfellow, and uh, he was a center at about six two or three, maybe six three, and he played against all the centers that were seven feet tall or whatever, and uh, he just did a tremendous job. But at any rate, you were asking about the uh, the teams. Uh, I think the most famous thing, of course, that uh, Wooden was involved at uh, Indiana State was that uh, uh, one of my teammates uh, played for four years. Uh, uh, a young man by the name of Clarence Walker, and of course uh, he is the first black kid that uh, that ever ever played in a uh, national t- tournament at uh, uh, Kansas City. So uh, uh, 
I, I don't know what else to uh, to say about uh, about uh, Indiana State, but uh, Wooden was uh, just tremendous there. The the big thing that I remember was that that he had I, I forget how many uh, people tried out for his team that were. Uh, um, former uh, uh, Indiana State players. He must have had about uh, 20 or 25 of, of those. At, but there was a total of 150, Billy. 150 kids tried out for the Indiana State team the first year. How he ever got that thing honed down to his 12 players, I'll never, never know. But he was a tremendous organizer, and apparently he did it. But uh, uh Again, those are those are my I, my my memories of uh, Indiana State, and of course uh, we got to the uh, uh, finals of the uh, uh, of the NAIB tournament, uh, and and were beaten by Louisville. They were in the uh, NAIB at that time, and then uh, uh, in 1950, my senior year with uh, uh, John Longfellow, we we won the national uh, uh, tournament. Uh, so anyway, Indiana State is is really uh, uh, in my heart and soul. I, I loved Indiana State as as well as South Bend Central. And and, and so you nineteen fifty, you guys are, are champs. Uh, you you I, I guess you're getting ready to get your degree. What's your thought process on on wh- what are you going to do from there as your career? What what were your thought processes as a as a twenty year old? Oh my God! I was 25 when I graduated. 25. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, as I say, I, I I don't think there was any question in my mind that I was going to uh, uh, to go into coaching, and and so I I applied for a uh, job at uh, South Bend Central, my own uh, my old alma mater, and uh, um, Bob Primer was. Uh, was the head coach at that time and uh he was very responsible for me uh uh getting the uh the job at uh at South Bend Central and uh I think if I remember right I was the uh uh freshman coach at at, at the start uh, Lenny Rzeski, uh also uh, uh uh took a job there at the same time uh, uh he and I both were there at, at Central in ni- 1950. <clears throat> so um, I went through, uh, I guess, uh, well, a- anyway, uh, uh, Bob Primer was uh, not only responsible for me uh, uh, getting the job at Central High School, but uh, he helped me uh, uh, all the way through. I'm sure that... Uh, uh, everybody's uh, got somebody that helps them in, into the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame and for me uh, that person was uh, uh, Bob Primer uh, uh, he was just wonderful to, to me and, and uh, I will be uh, forever in, indebted to him uh, uh, I've had so many uh, wonderful co- coaches through the year uh, not only uh, Wooden and, and Longfellow but uh, Certainly, uh, uh, Bob Primer and uh, uh, Elmer McCall, uh, who I assisted. Uh, uh, all of those people are in, are, the, are in the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame, and I learned so much from from each one of them. 
and uh, I am I'm really indebted to uh, to everybody. But uh, uh, having that uh, coaching uh, background uh, uh, before I started, it, it was very very easy to uh, go in and and somewhat imitate the things that I had learned from uh, from each one of those coaches, and uh, so at it, it more or less is uh, is more or less the, uh, uh, the 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 trip that I took uh, on through the the coaching ranks. Uh, which was your favorite state championship team while you were uh, assisting in the coaching? Fifty three or fifty seven? Oh, that's kind of hard to say, but I I I guess I would probably say nineteen fifty seven. They went through undefeated. Uh, 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 and and uh, quite a few of those those people, uh, uh, the Coleman's, uh, Sylvester and John, um, 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 Denny Bishop, uh, uh, those were three of them that uh, ended up in the uh, in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Denny Bishop uh, to this day is is one of my favorite uh, kids. I was the assistant coach, but. I, and you know how it ends up being that a lot of times your your assistant coach. I know you mentioned that you work for uh, Gene Ring, uh, but uh, sometimes the assistant coaches are are more friendly and, and know about, more about the kids than than the head coaches uh, did. And that's the way I felt about uh, about that '57 team. Boy, I knew all those kids, and they were just wonderful. And uh, uh, so I'm just tickle to death with that 57 team but 53 of course uh, was very very important because that's the first breakthrough for uh, South Bend and, and uh, uh, they did not have a, a, a great basketball team and, and uh, for them to win that, that state championship uh, 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 three cheers for uh, Emma McCall uh, uh, he just did an outstanding job uh, uh Formulating and and uh, integrating uh, those uh, uh, five and perhaps uh, six people in those days, you didn't play uh, uh, ten or twelve people like they do today. And and boy, he had uh, uh, six wonderful uh, uh, kids to play in that uh, '53 team. And and uh, uh, Paul Harvey, uh, uh, for example, is another. Uh, one of my treasured friends, uh, uh, Paul Harvey, was the uh, guard on that that team, and uh, uh, it, it was just a um, wonderful, wonderful experience winning that. Uh, and and I uh, I did a lot of scouting for that team. I didn't have a lot to do with fifty three, but uh, uh, it, it was just a, a wonderful group, and and uh, I'm certainly proud of of all the kids at South Bend Central, but. 57, 53, and my 63 team uh, are certainly up at the top of the list as far as uh, favorite people. While you were there assisting at uh, there, did you have the opportunity to go coach other places, and was it a surprise, or was it something that you knew that was going to happen in 58 by taking over? Oh, I guess not. I uh, I just kind of went up through the ranks. I went through as uh, I, guess, I guess I said freshman coach but I think my first first year I was the assistant to the assistant coach <laughs> uh, and then eventually I worked myself up to freshman coach then assistant coach 
and then uh, when when the call left, why uh, uh, either McCall or or uh, somebody uh, uh, recommend that I uh, uh, take over for um, Elmer. So uh, I I I really I I, I love Central High School. I I suppose if somebody had really come in and and approached me and and forth, uh, I suppose I would have uh, considered it. But I I just truly loved uh, Central High School and really didn't have any other ambitions except to maybe get to be head coach there. With the set of kids that you had in 63, when they were just a little bit younger, maybe freshmen or sophomores, did you know that that 63 team was going to be pretty special? Oh, I guess the big thing was Mike Warren. Yeah, I, uh, he started, you know, as a uh, as a freshman, and uh, so um, I was pretty sure that uh, that that group uh, uh, certainly was was headed for uh, um, for good things. Uh, um, I don't know. Um, uh, I had so many uh, uh, kids that that really, uh, I guess, kind of blossomed. Uh, uh, the one uh, that really kind of stands out is uh, Duet Maynard was more or less one of the first tall kids I've I've ever had. He was about six nine, and uh, <clears throat> he was not a, a, a scholarly or a bright kid, but uh, he really tried to work hard and, and uh, uh, really the first couple, two or three years that, that he was in my program uh, in more or less the, the feeder program uh, uh, really he was uh, a very, very awkward uh, uh, it wasn't until his junior year that, uh, that he finally started to show some signs and it wasn't really until his uh, senior year in 1963 or excuse me, I'm I'm off just a little bit. Uh, uh, in his junior year, 1963, that uh, that he was really uh, a tremendous help to us in getting to the state finals. Uh, uh, the progress that he made from his freshman year to his junior year uh, was just outstanding. And uh, I had. Uh, teachers that that told me that you know he was about a really a, a about a, a d d or a, maybe a c minus student but i had a uh, uh an english teacher that called me in one day and and uh she said that she wanted to congratulate me that that uh, uh dewitt was in in her class and uh he said he'll he'll never be a scholar but she said he just tried as hard as he could do be and uh uh, she ended up, I think, having to give him a, a D or a C. I forget what it may have may have very well been a D, but that was the best he could do. And she said, "Boy, what you're doing with him in in athletics and and in basketball is just wonderful." This kid, and and you know, later on he uh, went into that ABA and uh, and really he he made something out of himself, and he was really uh, uh, you know. Uh, in, a, in a very uh, uh, dire situation as far as uh, uh, both athletics and, and education. So I was really proud of all of them. But uh, I, I would have guessed it, namely uh, with with uh, <clears throat> um, uh, 
Mike Warren uh, kind of leading the attack. I, I, I was pretty sure we were going to have a, a good team. And to see the big thing, again, Billy, people don't realize what an achievement that was. Um, here we were again. Um, <clears throat> we did not have a practice facility in, in, in 1963. We're playing for the state championship. And we're practicing at Notre Dame, the old field house, at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I had to get I had to get those those basketball <laughs> players, Whit Manyard, Mike Warren. Those people lived on the west end of South Bend. They were probably at least five miles away from Notre Dame. I used to have taxi cab pick them up at 6.30 in the morning and deliver them. You know, there was no way for them to get to, to Notre Dame for practice at 7 o'clock in the morning. So they they had to, we had taxi cab pick those kids up and deliver them to uh, Notre Dame. We practiced at the field house from 7 until 9 in the morning. <clears throat> they had a school bus pick us up at 9 o'clock and took us back to South Bend Central, <clears throat> and we had to be uh, uh, ready to go at 9.35 at, at Central High School again. Can you imagine that? Now, here we are, and <clears throat> we've been going through this whole thing, doing this, and <clears throat> we get to the state finals. <clears throat> Notre Dame has what they call the bango bouts, the boxing thing. <clears throat> And so it ends up that we get kicked out of Notre Dame because they have to put the boxing ring up in the field house the week that we're playing for the state championship. <laughs> and so I had to practice at, I think it was uh, Jefferson Junior High School, uh, a little junior high school gym, and I'm practicing for the, uh, for the state championship uh, uh, in 1963. Uh, people don't don't realize that, but uh, and and then there was one other thing, uh, Billy, that that uh, again people don't understand. <clears throat> I was using using multiple offenses and defenses, <clears throat> and uh, again a tribute to uh, more or less Coach Wooden uh, uh, with his two two one zone press and or one two one one zone press uh, at UCLA. And I talked to him about that. <clears throat> and uh, so we were using multiple offenses and defenses, and I was using a, um, a walkie-talkie. I had my assistant coach sitting up in the, in the bleachers, and uh, I had my assistant coach was using the walkie-talkie down below. I had been using this all year long. And I got to the, uh, uh, to the regional, uh, and uh, Bill Eskew uh, uh, was in, in attendance for my first game in the regional, <laughs> and at, at in between uh, in between games, uh, I was uh, met by Bill Eskew down in the uh, in the uh, uh, referees' uh, uh, locker room for the game, and he comes up to me and says, "Jim, I would." like for you not to not to use the walkie-talkies tonight i said what are you talking about <laughs> he said he said there's nothing illegal about it he said but i'm going to call the board of directors on monday 
and we're going to get a ruling on this. And he said, I, I would, I, I, well, he, he demanded that I, that I not use the wonky talkie. <laughs> so here we are. <clears throat> I, I have that, that, um, uh, practice at, at Notre Dame that, that's canceled. And now I can't use my walkie-talkies <laughs> in the state finals. And I had beaten Muncie Central uh, in the first first game at Muncie uh, in the regular season. And so now I'm playing them in the uh, uh, finals at uh, Butler. <clears throat> and uh, you know how the coaches sit, uh, at least it used to be. I think it's still that same way. The floor is about uh, two or three feet above wh where you sit. And uh, so at any rate, uh, Muncie goes to a zone defense, and I'm not aware of it. And uh, uh, or at least not early enough. Had I had my guy up in the in the uh, bleachers, <laughs> he would immediately call down to me and said they're, they're running a 2-3 zone defense. And so I, I would have known I would have called out to Mike Warren and told him to run our, you know, Notre Dame uh, uh, offense or, or Syracuse or whatever. Uh, I, I had names for all of these different offenses that we had. So at any rate, uh, uh, it, 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 it was a very, very unique and different situation that I was in. And then, you know, we, we lost by, uh, I guess, 67-63 uh, Four points, so I was uh, uh, a little bit uh, uh, of the feeling that maybe if I'd have had uh, a few other things working in my favor, we, we might have made made a little little difference. So, needless to say, you never sent Phil Eskew a, a Christmas card. I did not, <laughs> <laughs> and I. I've really never discussed it with anybody other than than you. Uh, 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 I, I now, uh, Phil Eskew uh, is a really good friend of mine in in the Hall of Fame here. Now, I just saw him a couple days ago uh, uh, at Newcastle. I went went there for the uh, uh, Hoosier Classic, uh, and uh, um, uh, Phil Eskew is a really good friend of mine. And, but I've I've never said a word to him about you know I, I would uh, there was just no excuse for uh, for Eskew doing that and I I really thought the world of Eskew he was a wonderful commissioner but uh, uh, he did go to the uh, to the um, directors I, I suppose by by uh, telephone and he got a uh, uh, an okay he said it was a unanimous decision by the board of directors to make that illegal. Can you imagine doing doing that? Um, uh, who was it, um, the commissioner, that said uh, um, uh, rules are clear, penalties severe. If, if it was in the rule book, you didn't break that. But if it wasn't in the rule book, and this was not in the rule book, and they made up a, a, a rule, not only in the middle of the season, but almost at the end of the season to to uh, make illegal uh, the use of walkie-talkies. They could have at least so they could was, they, they could have at least named it for you the powers rule, but they didn't even do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's correct. That's correct. 
Uh, coach, so anyway, we we've had some interesting things. Coach, so in your in your coaching career, I mean, you're you're at Central for 11 years, compiling a, a fantastic record. Was there any point in time where you got a little bit burned out? Oh, um, I guess it got to be a little bit of a chore. I was at uh, um, Elkhart Memorial, and we're we're in basically the uh, the same situation that I was in originally with South Bend Central. Um, at Elkhart Memorial, we did not have a, a gymnasium. We had a beautiful. I opened the opened the uh, the the school in. 1972 uh they had a beautiful tartan floor but did not have any intention of of playing basketball games in there and so we, we played of course over at Northside gym in uh, uh it, it was about uh oh uh six or seven blocks away from uh from memorial memorial and uh uh we practiced over at uh, Northside at, I think it was 7 o'clock in the evening until 9. And uh, so I tell you that uh, that got to wearing on me a little bit, you know, not being able to have a normal. The only place I had a normal coaching situation was in Rochester, the three years that I was there. But other than that, both uh, South Bend Central and Elkhart Memorial I had to use some other facility for my uh, for my home game, so I never really had home home court advantage uh, uh, to speak of any any time. So, at any rate, uh, that was the situation in uh, um, in Elkhart. Uh, Coach, there there are only uh, uh, less than a handful of those that are uh, have dad in the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame and son in the in the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. And and what was it like to coach your son? And uh, tell us a little bit uh, about your family, if you would. Well, um, I have a wonderful family, of course. Uh, um, my wife Marilyn, uh, uh, we've been married for. Uh, 63 years, I guess it is. Um, uh, had four wonderful children, uh, uh, Jim, Jeff, and, and uh, <clears throat> Chris. And uh, my daughter, Jackie, uh, um, that is the uh, tragedy of my life. Uh, uh, at the age of 32 uh, in 1993, uh, she suffered a, a brain aneurysm and uh, uh, actually... Uh, um, when I was inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, uh, this happened. I think it was uh, approximately two or three days before I was to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, so she uh, died uh, within uh, six hours. Uh, she was perfectly healthy uh, uh, young lady, and and uh, she suffered this brain aneurysm. And uh, they asked me to to uh, donate uh, organs uh, six hours later it was just you know almost I, I couldn't handle it it was it was so bad so uh, at any rate uh, that was the the one terrible thing but uh, I've had three uh, uh, wonderful sons uh, Jim of course as you mentioned uh, was an outstanding basketball player at Elkhart Memorial uh, and played one year at, at Rochester and uh, he was just a, a 
gym rat and he wanted me to have the gym open uh he was one of the the, the best shooters that that state of indiana has ever had uh, i wish they had the three-point shot when he was uh, going but uh, uh, jimmy of course uh, is one of the uh, uh, very very few uh, i think there are probably uh, 11 father son uh, in the hall of fame but uh, jim went in uh, in 2011 so i'm very very proud of, of him uh, uh jeffrey uh uh Equally, it's proud, you know, of, of all all my kids. Uh, uh, Jim is uh, is a uh, CEO for uh, <coughs> Crow Horowitz uh, Accounting. Successful as you can be, uh, Jeffrey uh, 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 worked for IBM and uh, again is just a. Uh, uh, a wonderful son and, and uh, has been very successful. Uh, Chris uh, uh, lives now in uh, um, Upper Arlington and uh, lives about a mile north of the Ohio State campus and uh, he's been a successful uh, businessman as, as well. So uh, uh, the family has been uh, uh, pillar of strength for me uh and and Marilyn uh through the years and and uh, uh like wooden I think uh that's the biggest thing uh, family faith and and friends uh are, are the it, it's just everything uh to me so we've been very 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 lucky to have that happen so so did you have coach wooden's phone number you could call him up anytime you wanted to ask for advice oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I saw him, uh, uh, Billy, probably at least a dozen times through the through the years when he was at at UCLA and and uh, beyond. Uh, uh, I remember one time uh, uh, Chris in Columbus, Ohio, uh, uh, when I uh, visited him. Uh, he said, "Dad, do you think it would be uh, he was he was going to go out to uh, uh, California on uh, uh, business?" He said, it would, "Do you think it'd be uh, uh, okay to uh, uh, to call Wooden Wooden and see if uh, if if I could go out and visit him?" And I said, "Oh yeah, sure, I'd be happy to give you his telephone number." So he called him and and Wooden said, "Oh yeah, for sure." So he went out there. Uh, uh, and uh, he spent uh, the the day with him. Uh, uh, he said that it was uh, he took his uh, uh, three kids out there uh, with him and his wife, uh, uh, and uh, they they just uh, you know he, he was reciting poetry. He was uh, uh, he was just educating those those uh, three boys. Uh, they they just uh, it, it, it's a, an experience that they'll remember for the for the rest of their life. Uh, it, it was just, it was just absolutely wonderful. Uh, uh, another time, uh, my oldest son Jim, uh, 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 his daughter uh, was uh, uh, at IU, and uh, uh, she wanted to know whether or not she could call Wooden, and. Uh, I said I would certainly uh, arrange that, and so I uh, 
uh, called Wooden and asked him whether that would be possible. And he said, uh, oh, sure. He said, that'd be fine. I said, when, when would be a good time? To, he said, uh, uh, this afternoon is fine. And, and so I had to get back with, with my son, Jim, and, and back to uh, 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 my granddaughter. And uh, so they arranged, and uh, they called him that, that afternoon, and uh, he spent a, an hour uh, talking to her. And uh, uh, it, it was just, you know, he, he was just wonderful to my family. Uh, if, if you were here, I could show you the times that we've uh, met. I, I uh, uh, had him uh, in uh, 1995 um, when I was actually in, in Elkhart. Uh, we had a uh, an opportunity uh, to have him uh, for um, uh, for a fundraiser, and uh, it was going to be for Special Olympics. And uh, so uh, uh, they caught, they uh, wanted Wooden to, to be a guest speaker, and uh, so uh, that's the first time that he had ever traveled since his wife had died, and so he. Uh, more or less said that he would more or less do it for me and so he um, uh, was at the uh, Notre Dame Notre Dame Convocation uh, Center and uh, he spoke to uh, well I had all my uh, uh, high, our South Bend Central people there uh, uh, and I had pictures taken with, with him and, and my family and uh, uh there were about 2,000 people at that uh, uh, the place where they, they actually, uh, the, you know, uh, it, it was the ice skating rink, and they uh, had this uh, thing. Well, no, it was the basketball arena, and they had about 2,000 people there, and Wooden never talks from, uh, from uh, you know, uh, cards or anything else. He just speaks from his heart. There were 2,000 people there, and they were just spellbound. He talked about the pyramid of success and all the things that he does. It was just absolutely fabulous. And then I had, a, had him again back in, in 2005, and uh, that's when he was coming in for the uh, McDonald All-American thing. And, uh, again, I had all my, uh, all my friends, including Mike Warren, came along with him. And so... Uh, both telephone and, and in person, I've you know r really been been with him for seventy years, and it's been a lifetime experience. So I just have loved the man, and just you know, it's I just love being one of his boys. That's all there is to it. I'm I'm actually looking at a picture right now. Did you wear? Were you number fifty five when you played for the Sycamores? Mm -hmm. Oh God! Yeah, that certainly is one of them. <laughs> I, I, I think I had I think I had different numbers. I was thinking there was a time when I wore uh, uh, thirty three, but but I I think uh, I, I don't have any of that stuff uh, uh, with me right now. I'll have to look at my Indiana yeah. State folder uh, yeah. when when we hang up. But I, I was probably fifty five. Yeah. Yeah. So so I have it says left to right. I got Gary Kunkel, Jim Powers, Lenny Rezoweski. Rezoweski. Jim Hans, okay. Jim Hans, Burren Hooper, Dan Dimich, Don 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 McDonald, Clarence Walker, Bill Bill Jags. Is that what he changed his name to? Jagodowski. Yep. Yep. Jagodinski, Yeah. And then um, I I am friends with a uh, I went to high school with a girl whose uh, husband's 
father was Jim Berger, who also, I guess, went into coaching in Indiana High School basketball. Also. I love Jim Berger. He's really, really good friend of mine. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you think that it would have? Yeah. Do you think Indiana State University it would have been a different scenario if they could have got into a major conference or or got out of that? And Indiana State University basketball would be different today if, you know. No, I don't know. I. I, I, that's kind of kind of hard to say. I, yeah. it, it's a different time, different period. Uh, uh, I certainly was uh, happy we were we were in the NEIB. Uh, um, whether or not we would have won an NCAA national championship with those teams, I don't know. But uh, uh, I guess you just have to play the cards that you're dealt. So I I, I don't know how do I answer that. Uh, but I, I was certainly happy that we were, we were in the NAIB. What, what was it hard to get out of the game of basketball? I know you're still associated with it, and you've done a lot of that stuff for the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. But was it hard to retire and get out of it? And a second question: what, How do you think the game has changed, and what do you think of the game today? Oh. Um... I guess yes and no on on how difficult it was. Uh, uh, you know, I love basketball to this this day. So naturally, it was. Uh, I was um, around fifty or so, and uh, uh, I, I guess I thought it was uh, it was getting more or less uh, time to do it again. You know, I was in that. If I'd have been in a normal coaching situation. I don't think it would have been been tough, but it, it was tough when I was happy to you know coach at different times. That seven to nine in the evening was really difficult for me. Uh, uh, you, you just almost had no no family uh, uh, life at all. Uh, you know, I was just some someplace else all the time. So that that was uh, kind of I guess easy to uh, to at least get get back and lead lead somewhat of a normal. Uh, life uh, um, as far as uh, situation today uh, I'm, I'm not thrilled with uh, the basketball today uh, I, I think there's uh, not enough uh, team effort there's not enough uh, discipline I don't like the way the people dress I don't the way you know with wooden we had to have shirt tails in we had to be uh, you know decent as far as haircuts uh, uh clean shaven and and uh, uh the way these people uh look now it's it's very difficult i um, i love to uh, uh see reggie miller uh, play basketball uh, uh it had nothing to do with race or anything else but i loved the the way he looked and and uh, uh i'm not so sure about uh some of these people with the uh, the long beards and the, the long hair and the uh, ponytails and all the things that they do with the tattoos and uh, I, it just uh, uh, and then of course the way they play the game now it just uh, I think it's more like football than basketball I I loved it when uh, when you could uh, you know do things with uh, um, plays um uh, you know, we we ran you know certain uh, 
uh, play situations in, in almost every situation uh, that you are put in. Uh, today, uh, it, it just doesn't look to me like they do much different. Uh, uh, they have some big center that weighs about 400 pounds and, and is, is uh, you know, nine feet tall and and uh, it's just a physic it's just a physical thing and it's just a survival of the fittest uh they set blocks and and uh, just do things uh, i i'm i'm just uh incensed at the business of of uh palming the hand and double dribbling and and uh, uh traveling uh they they can do almost anything now and and uh get away with it as far as the refereeing is concerned and you almost have to hit somebody with a baseball bat before they'll <laughs> call a foul on somebody and so it's it's a completely different game and and uh i still love the uh the high school game uh i pretty much love the uh, uh the college game but i have to watch uh uh certain teams uh there are certain teams that i that i don't like at all uh I don't care for Kentucky. I don't care care for the uh, uh, the um, whatever they call it, the the one year rule or uh, mm-hmm. one and done or whatever. Uh, uh, you know, I I think that college uh, it, it's an educational institution, and I think ought to people ought to be there to to go to school. And and when Kentucky hires them in for for one year to play basketball and they go on to the NBA. I mean, that's not that's not college basketball. That's professional basketball. And so I'm I'm uh, uh, I'm okay with uh, with the high school game. It's it's pretty much the way we we've always done it. And I do love the three point uh, situation. I guess I'm I'm okay with with them not having a, a thirty second or uh, clock and so forth. Uh, uh, I watched the game on uh, uh, what was it uh, last Saturday uh, at that Hoosier Classic, and uh, and you know they they went uh, almost to a four corner, and and uh, I, I guess there there's some uh, uh, I, I I I enjoy that a little little bit. So I, I'm not uh, uh, certainly against anything in in the high school. I think they're fine, but college is 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 okay. Uh, to a certain extent, but uh, uh, if if Shaquille O'Neal is playing for LSU, uh, I'm I'm not going to like the the game quite as quite as well. So uh, <laughs> I, I loved uh, I loved Notre Dame uh, uh, basketball uh, when I was in South Bend. The last three years, I had the girls' uh, season tickets, and I really uh, <coughs> loved the the girls' program. I really loved because that that was the the way basketball used to be played, and I and I love that. So uh, uh, I'm I'm for the uh, uh, girls, uh, and I even loved uh, you know Connecticut, uh, uh, even though they were beating uh, Notre Dame all the time. But uh, uh, that's a completely different game, and I I really do love the uh, uh, the girls. It's still finesse and so forth with with them. Uh, Coach, I, I've kept you a little bit long. I appreciate it, but I, I have one other question, and I'll let you go. I just, uh, there's uh, uh, 
Jimmy Rail, uh, Gary Long. There's there's uh, a few people that I've interviewed and talked to that uh, knew this guy who gave me for the passion, gave me the passion of ba- of the game of basketball, and it's 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 stayed with me ever since I met him. Uh, you said you were friends with Gene Ring. Do you have any stories of Gene Ring? Oh, I guess not. I just he was just a, a good friend. Uh, uh, played on a great basketball team in 1947. Uh, uh, but he was, you know, uh, enough uh, difference uh, in age. Uh, uh, I graduated in 43, and he graduated in 47. So I never really uh, was close to him, but uh, I've been with him, uh, you know, at different intervals. I, I have a nice picture right in front of me with uh, with him when uh, I guess we met in, in 95 uh, with all the uh, central people, and, and uh, uh, Gene Ring was one of them. Uh, uh, so all I can say is that that uh, he was certainly a, a gentleman, a terrific athlete. He was uh, excellent in uh, uh, basketball. I think, if I remember right, I I know he played baseball, but I I think he played football. He also, if I remember right, and he was a terrific athlete. And uh, uh, we've uh, just just been friends for for years and i uh i really treasured his friendship that's about all i can say coach jim powers indiana basketball hall of fame inductee and member thank you so much for your time everyone is going to enjoy this i'm pretty sure i'm gonna uh and it's just fantastic so thank you so much for your time i really enjoyed it thanks a lot billy